This is Monday, June 14th. This is week two of our study called Living Free from the Book of Numbers. As we're looking this week, the surprising thing is that the trip that the Israelites had to take from Egypt to the land of promise after they were freed from slavery, well, it was, it was quite short. I made the trip by bus in a day. A person could walk it in two or three weeks. I had the privilege of crossing the desert of Sinai during a year in graduate school, and a week later, I also spent a day in the Egyptian wilderness riding on a pack animal. The desert is a stark place, with a few landmarks to chart your course. Even the sense of space is distorted by the vastness of it all. There are stretches of miles, without the sign of any plant life, sand dunes all around you. It's easy to feel alone there. I think this is what ju just what God intended when he took his people there. But why spend 40 years making a journey that could be made in a few weeks? Here's Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, explaining. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Now in short, the Lord said that the people were not ready to go into the land. Here's why. First, they would face the enemy right away. But they would lack the strength of heart and mind to stay the course. And indeed, this is what happened. Later, when the spies were sent into the land, though the report from the land was good, the people were afraid to enter it. They refused to trust God. But there was a second and greater reason for God's planned detour for them. The people that came out of Egypt had only ever known slavery, and you can't get that out of your system overnight. Indeed, they never got slavery out of their system. A person can be set free and continue to live in their heart as a slave. And that's what happened to that first generation that came from Egypt. And sadly, this is why that generation died in the wilderness. But there was a third reason for the time in the wilderness. God wanted time with them. God wanted them to be shaped by his presence. He wanted to give them his word. He wanted them to learn his ways. The desert was a way to have a people to himself and for them to learn to trust in him. It was time for them to walk together, the people, with their God. You see, in the wilderness, you really do have nothing but your companions. In the case of Israel, their companion was the Lord himself. And I think we despise the wilderness in our times. All of us have had these times, of course. For example, we've just come through the wilderness of COVID. They can be times of loss, times we feel alone and isolated. They're extraordinary times when we can know the presence of God in our lives. The silence of the wilderness, the lack of distraction, also help bond this people to the Lord. 
In the wilderness they could hear and know the voice of the Lord. Even Jesus had his time there before starting his ministry. Though he was tested there, the Spirit of God sent him there into the wilderness. No doubt this was formative for him and his ministry. The Apostle Paul also spent more than a decade in the wilderness, where he might come to know the God that redeemed him. The question is, how can these times in the wilderness be beneficial for us? Well, first, I think we need to see the wilderness for the open space that it is. This is the place where we can hear and receive God's word. If we make ourselves, like the wilderness, open. Are we willing for God to lead us and teach us during these times? Or do we complain that these times come? Indeed, I do believe this for Israel. These times were ordained by the Lord. They're not punishment, but the time we need with the Lord to move forward. Are we willing to wait upon the Lord and take the time that is needed to be with Him? And second, will we listen for the Word of God? It's not by coincidence that the Lord gave His people His Word there. In the wilderness, the silence of the wilderness, we can listen to and hear the Word of God. This is partly what this time is for. My best times in the day are often early in the morning when the world is quiet, and I can hear and receive the word of the Lord. We live daily with the tyranny of noise and constant activity. We scorn silence and rush to fill stillness. But that's where we can meet with God. Indeed, we need white space time alone to enjoy God's presence in our lives. We set aside time to be with the Lord. And so this was God's reason for bringing the people out of slavery. He wanted time with them, time alone. And this is what God wants with each of us. We have to be willing for God to lead us, not on the most direct route to our destination, but but long a course that leaves us time to be with him, time to understand and enter into the freedom he has for us in Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, moments of silence feel awkward to us. It seems like we must fill each moment in each day. There's little margin left. Forgive us for running from you and hiding from you as Adam and Eve did in the garden. You are the source of life and peace and joy. Reveal yourself to us, I pray, in the stillness of the night, in the stillness of the morning. My soul longs for you in the desert, in the dry and weary land where there is no water. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.